talk about masks and we've got Ziad Fazel joining us. Ziad, thank you so much for sitting through that whole beginning. Uh, how are you doing tonight, sir? Oh, it was terrible, terrible, Nate. I suffered. You know how much I hate to learn about Alberta politics or scandal or wrongdoing in our province. So <laughs> you tortured me through that. And I, you know, I had to wear PPE to protect myself against it. That's uh, fair. I, I, I was going to try to do the whole thing with the the yeti onesie it just it's really warm uh so. <laughs> you're here to talk you about masks, sir. you put up you put up quite the thread let's talk about that thank you yeah i said about uh, 40 tweets so far and uh i'll probably add another 20 or so i have uh two problems one is that i like to dig into stuff and that um and and share uh cite my sources so um partly that makes my threads longer and partly as I'm digging into stuff, I find more problems. And so thanks to the Alberta government's behavior, what was supposed to be a 20 tweet thread turns out to be a 40 to 60 tweet thread. Now I'm wearing a duck bill right now. And the reason I'm wearing a duck bill is a couple of reasons. One, you are wearing a Yeti. And so I needed to wear a fun animal for New Year's Day. So I wore a duck bill. <laughs> the other reason I'm wearing a duck bill is that this used to be the N95 that Alberta Health Services employees, uh, healthcare workers used to wear when they were dealing with um, um, infectious diseases that our AHS folks would admit are airborne. And so uh, they would wear um, an N95, and this doesn't look like your normal N95. Uh, it's wonderful. It's like um, having a paper towel on my face or breathing through a little paper towel um, origami as opposed to like this is an N95, like this matches or meets NIOSH requirements, but it's as easy to breathe through as a procedural mask. And in fact, has been tested independently to be as easy to breathe through as a blue leaky or the, or the flat mask that healthcare workers are normally wearing. So I just wanted to wear it at the beginning so you get a sense of what it's like and um, so you can see how I sound with it on. I'm gonna take it off and we'll talk about masks a bit more. Yeah, you're not at all muffled with that at all. No, it's a beautiful mask, and I'll get into the technical side of it more. So this is a 2022 recap, and believe me, there's lots of stuff that happened in 2022. But I just want to take you back to 2020 for a second, because um, now all of you healthcare workers here, uh, I'm going to show you the box at the Vanch masks, and I'm very sorry for doing this. Uh, I hope you still have some alcohol left in the house so you can I'm not really advocating alcohol, but really, this is a mask that upset, angered, hurt, um, endangered a lot of healthcare workers. So this is the uh, Vanch mask that in April and May 2020, the Alberta Health Services tried to foist on healthcare workers, and it's just garbage. And it's not a single mask manufacturer. It came from a distributor of stationery who then at least four different manufacturers' products were repackaged into this box. So it's, this is kind of a, a laundry or a front of, um, of a mask manufacturer um, for the true mask manufacturers uh, who are behind it. And so this, there was no official regulatory position. It's just 
uh, myself and well, I and a few other um, people uh, warned healthcare workers who talked to their unions and the unions said, we are not taking this crap. Now, HS put out some spin documents then, but um, it didn't work out too well. So, you know, 2020 was a time of great um, demand exceeding supply. And so, um, you know, we had primarily these Primaguard masks. Uh, so Primaguard has been the AHS supplier for 20 plus years, and they were having trouble uh, meeting the demand. Um, so these Primaguard masks, in fact, these are the ones in the AHS price list for about 60 cents each. Uh, and they were intended for the German market. So they meet the European requirements. Um, then in the summer of 2020, um, Orpix masks. So um, it was announced in October of 2020, but the actual deal was done in June or earlier of 2020. Um, but in October of 2020, um, Minister Chandro, uh, then health minister and Minister Doug Schweitzer, then Minister of Jobs, Economy and other happy stuff, um, announced a deal for 40 million of these ASTM level one masks for $60 million. So a buck 50 each. So, you know, you look at that and you go, well, okay, you know, a buck 50, maybe that was a time when it was hard to get stuff, but NHS was getting these even during the worst of the times for 60 cents each. And if you look at the contract prices that were available then uh, by the fall of 2020, you know, summer, fall of 2020, we're looking at 15 cents each, uh, not $1.50. So the Alberta government overpaid about 10 times for those. So what I wanted to talk to you about is um, three things. I've told you about me being a Bob Dylan uh, flip chart guy. So I'm gonna to talk to you about the procedural masks that are at AHS now in 2022. The fit tested N95s, which are required under the respiratory program. And then the KN95s, which is what the hell is this and why is it here? Sorry, excuse my profanity. This one really gets me. That's not that profane. I could work on it. I'm an engineer, I have access to better words. <laughs> So with the procedural masks, I wanted to talk to you about Vanch, Primed, Orpix, and the Canadian Alliance of PPE Manufacturers, who by the summer of 2020 had enough uh, domestic manufacturing capacity of these flat masks, these uh, three-layer, three-ply uh, polypropylene masks, uh, to meet all of Canada's requirements. In fact, since fall of 2020, we've had a glut in the market of flat mask manufacturing, of polypropylene mask manufacturing. And so um, I showed you the Vanch, which came from Marish Holdings Corporation, um, now known as MH Care Medical. It's a company run or led by Sam Marish. Um, and then Primed, which is the Edmonton-based manufacturer. Um, they manufacture a bit in Canada, but primarily in China. Orpix, which set up manufacturing in Calgary under a sweetheart deal, $60 million over two years. And then Capum, which would do that for $6 million. I'm, I'm no expert. I just want to double check, though. Uh, $60 million is still a bigger number than $6 million. Yeah. I, I don't want to get all technical on you, uh, but it's about 10 times more. 
Okay. I, I, I mean, you're an engineer, so I wanted to check with you <laughs> because yeah. I, I'm just somebody wearing a Yeti onesie. On but, you know, we're a lot smarter in Alberta. You know, from March 2020 on, the federal government was um, uh, inviting manufacturers, Canadian manufacturers, to make PPE and were throwing money from a strategic investment fund uh, at Canadian manufacturers saying, please, we can't get stuff from China. We're in a global um, pandemic that is uh, sucking up supply everywhere that's possible. We keep talking about having domestic capacity. We've been talking about it since SARS-1. So could you please ramp up manufacturing and we'll throw money at you. And But Alberta, Alberta, we're way smarter than the feds. We don't need to play along with them. So what the feds did in the summer of 2020 is they did a deal with 3M. I don't know if you heard about 3M, but they make uh, N95s. They make world-class N95s. And so 3M... Uh, uh, ramped up production in their Brockville plant. 3M already had a plant in Brockville making N95s, but they boosted production to 100 million masks a year. And the Ontario government gave $23 million uh, to 3M, and the federal government gave $23 million to 3M, and they each got 25 million masks a year worth of production out of 3M's 100 million a year in production. So 100 million mass total capacity from 3M Brockville, 25 to the Ontario government for 23 million, 25 to the government of Canada for 23 million. Alberta government didn't play along on that deal and they could have, they were looking for a partner. Instead, they spent $60 million on 15 cent flat masks as opposed to $23 million to get 25 million N95s a year. So if you're looking at protecting your healthcare workers, your AHS, you're trying to protect your healthcare workers, do you spend $60 million to get 40 million flat masks at $1.50 each? Or do you, if you spent that same $60 million, you'd get around 75 million N95s. So mm, big difference. Okay, so, but we're smarter in Alberta and eight. We're way smarter in Alberta. We don't need to do stuff with the feds. So that was procedural masks where we blew money on flat masks to be an also ran in a commodity product that had a supply glut in Canada by 2020. Um, as opposed to joining in on an N95 deal that we need. So N95s. So N95s, until 2020, Alberta Health Services fit tested its workers for its respiratory program on two masks, two respirators, I'm sorry. So there's the 3M V-Flex and the 3M Aura. And so the 3M V-Flex is my ducky here, right? So this is the V-Flex, it's a duck. And then the Aura is the one that you see, it's the trifold um, boat style mask, right? So this is the Aura and let's see if I can do this. I don't wear this one often. It has a nice foam on the inside. Uh, it's a little small for my face, but here's the aura. And let me just see if I can put the straps on. See if you can do this, you can do this. There we go. So this is one of the advantages of an N95 is it doesn't pull on your ears. It, um, you have one strap up here that goes around the crown of your head and you have another one here around your neck and it's a nice, comfortable 
um, at 95, not as comfortable as a V-flex though, and I'll show you the stats. But this is what AHS used to fit test its, its workers to until September or so 2020. And then AHS said, we can't get these anymore. And so we're gonna switch uh, fit tested respirators to, <laughs> we're not gonna go with 3M anymore. Even though uh, 3M has 50 million respirators a year of capacity at Brockville. No, we're gonna go overseas to Shanghai Dashang. We're gonna get the DTC3Z. And the DTC3Z looks a lot like an aura. One would almost say it's like a clone or a copy. And there's in fact some debate as to whether 3M copied uh, the Korean KF94 or the Dashing or this, excuse me here, um, this aura. But within a year, all of Shanghai Dashang's respirators uh, were pulled off the market. So for about a year, they were shipping to uh, North America, for example, and then both the U.S. regulator, FDA, and NIOSH, and the Canadian regulator said, get this crap out of here. So the biggest problem is they had no quality control system. So some batches would be good and some batches would be bad. Now, Manitoba bought some of these too. They tested all of their inventory. They worked on a phase-out plan um, for their employees. I don't know if AHS did. I see some comments from people here, by the way, yeah, if you were involved or you know about this stuff, um, yeah, feel free to comment or uh, talk to a journalist you like. So what AHS did is said, we're going to go over to Shanghai Daisheng. That's our number one supplier. We're actively retesting our, we're actively fit testing our employees to this. In the interim, we're going to use the 8210 and the 8110, which is the smaller version of the 8210. So this is the old industrial cup style mask, and I'll show this guy to you. So amongst cup style N95s, it's about as good as it gets. Um, the breathing resistance, the comfort could be a lot worse. So I'll just compare the two to you. So this is a McCormick cup style N95 from SARS 1Ds. Uh, I'll put it on just without the straps on it. But it's a very stiff cup. It's like trying to it's like trying to talk through a um, through a paper cup. It's tough. Then this is the 3M 8210, um, and it's a softer cup. It's thinner. It's more comfortable, but still, it, here I'll put it on so you should see it. I, I, you know, I don't want to make this like a mask Zia try on, try off show. Uh, it's like a fashion show now. This is great. It is. I feel like we should get different colors. It's like doffing and donning on a, on a Sunday night. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm rushing and I'm not a healthcare worker that does this for a living. There we go. Okay. So this is the large. This is the 8210. I don't have that big a face unless I'm at the buffet. But, you know, it's... Um, it's tight on me. So I'm already feeling the warmth. It has a wonderful seal, and that's part of it, is it pulls so tightly on your face that this edge kind of digs into your skin. And that's what makes it kind of a no-brainer for fit testing, because it pulls so tightly against your skin that you don't fail a fit test. 
but it's I can I can barely open my mouth. Uh, I'm hot. Uh, I'm really hot. My face is hot, um, and it's hard for me to breathe. It's hard to hear me. So, but this is about as good as it gets. And so this is a 20 plus year old design and 3M has changed the material a lot. And 3M is good at material science. So they're good at filtration. So they brought the resistance, breathing resistance on this down quite a lot. But in order to get revolutionary breathing resistance, they need to go to this duck build style. And I'll show you how revolutionary. <clears throat> So coming back to my, my Bob Dylan notes, the 8210 cup style was just supposed to be an interim thing because Alberta Health was trying, Alberta Health Services was trying to cut over to the Shanghai Dacheng, which got nuked for not having a quality control program and having um, inconsistent batches. So did AHS then go back to 3M and say, hey, um, you know, you if guys broke, don't fix it. Yeah, and also, you know, 3M added a lot to capacity. I think 3M increased their manufacturing capacity on N95s by about 10 to 15 times. Uh, so existing plants, they ramped up and um, they brought on new plants. Like the Brockville, for example, plant is part of their acquisition of Rakal, uh, which is a, um, a respirator manufacturer in, in Ontario. And so they bought Rakal, and then they really ramped up. Um, so did they go back to 3M and say, hey, do you have capacity now? Like, sorry, we went away for a, from you for a year, but do you have capacity now? I don't know, but they, uh, they certainly didn't go back to 3M. The other thing they didn't do is around 2021, Canadian manufacturers were making respirators now. And so... We have this situation that happened in 2020 and 2021 is that in order to get an N95 approved, you have to go to the US NIOSH lab. So for other types of uh, masks and respirators uh, or their, their approvals, you do the testing at an independent lab and you send the results to the government. And it's called attestation. You say, I'm promising you my stuff is good. If you ever want to look at my results, you can have a look. Um, with N95, NIAR says, no, you have to um, have your stuff tested here. And we will audit you. We'll go out and buy it ourselves and double check. But you have to have your stuff tested here. And it's only our results that would allow you to get approved. So there was a bottleneck at NIOSH. They couldn't test all the stuff that was newly manufactured. All these suppliers came on saying, we make N95. Say, NIOSH, can you test it for us? And they're like, we're buried. So they said, we'll just focus on U.S. for now. And for you guys in other countries, you know, um, uh, well, in Canada, for example, Canada had what's called an interim approval. Health Canada did an interim approval or interim authorization. And um, Canada also didn't really have much lab, domestic lab testing capacity. So manufacturers could make these, but we didn't have labs to test it. So that came up to speed as well, too. And, you know, NIOSH said it's only us that will give an N95. So a Canadian lab could come up and do identical tests as the, as the NIOSH lab, but a Canadian authorization still wouldn't give you that. So the Canadian industry said, you know what, let's, we have the existing Z94 standard for respirators. Let's update and improve that. And let's improve it on areas that are very important, like breathability, for example. Um, and so that standard during 2021 got 
amended and modified and upgraded. And Health Canada started off at, with it being an interim authorization, and then the CSA and that body, you know, got involved, finished it up, and by the end of 2021, we had the CSA Z94 standard for the um, for respirators. So during 2021, the Canadian industry is making respirators that meet Health Canada requirements, but AHS didn't get those, and some of those are beautiful. Um, I'll just show you one that. I, uh, a family member of mine wears. This is the Eclipse, for example. It's just a simple duckbill. Like it just, it's like it's like a pocket. It's like a cotton pocket of a pair of pants. And it's just the, this is one of many respirators that were made in Canada that got ignored. And the problem we have now is the same thing we had in uh, previous um, uh, pandemics, like SARS one or like H one N one, where domestic industry is told. Come up to speed, come up to speed, you know, we'll buy stuff from you. And then they don't buy. And these companies, they ramp up, and a year later or two years later, they're going bankrupt. So it's kind of disappointing for me as a Canadian engineer because I see my compatriots ramping up to meet pandemic requirements. Um, the big companies like 3M uh, get the government funding and the five and the 10-year contracts. And the little guys, maybe they get a little bit of money here and there and then they're just abandoned. So um, let's get back to AHS and N95s. So AHS has this 8210 cup style. This is not the healthcare version of the 3M um, N95. This is the non-healthcare version. This is the standard version. So it's not fluid resistant. And this is a concern for me because the procedural masks are fluid resistant. The Shanghai Dasheng is fluid resistant. These two 3M uh, VFlex and Aura were the healthcare versions. So they were fluid resistant. But this 8210 and the 8110S are not the fluid resistant versions. They're the non-healthcare versions. And um, when you look at AHS's um, precautions for um, uh, respiratory protection, whether it's airborne or modified. COVID-19 is defined as a contact or a droplet risk. Um, and so workers just have to wear the cup style N95 and then eye protection. Now, some optionally wear a face shield, a visor, but they don't have to. The requirement and the doffing and donning procedure are based around goggles and it be 8210 um, cap style mask. So they're not getting fluid protection. So this is something I discovered over the last few days. And it's something I think is needs to be put to AHS as what risk assessment did you do when you replaced a fluid resistant N95 in 2020 with a non-fluid resistant N95, but you didn't tell workers the new N95 was not fluid resistant and you didn't change the PPE requirements to protect them with the visor, um, uh, given that the respirator was no longer fluid resistant. So um, that's an open question for AHS is don't just tell us, oh yeah, we looked at it. Let's see your risk assessment because especially with COVID-19, if you're defining it as a contact and a droplet hazard, in other words, contact with body fluids, whether it's blood spurt or vomit or urine or pus or all these fun things that we should be talking about with, uh, with tea, um, you need to have... Um, this kind of 
protection. Now let's get to KN95. Okay. okay. So, and I, uh, yeah. And then I have a question for you. So I'll bring you back up there so we can do the KN95 and then I, I sure. have a question. And how am I doing on time, Nate? Uh, I've got a couple minutes left, but I got Sarah in the wings. So. Okay. All right. I'll fly along. So in December, 2021, these KN95 showed up. BYD KN95s. And um, I look at that, they're for congregate care only. For some reason, they weren't for acute care. And congregate care or long-term care, um, uh, the group home, oh, um, sorry. Um, like like, like seniors homes. And then seniors homes, yeah, whether they're supported living or long-term care. Um, they're kind of the, the ghettos. They're sort of the neglected family members um, in the AHS family. Um, and these came along in December, 2021. And they're terrible, terrible um, respirators. And they have a couple of problems. One is, in order to get enough tension on the ears to make a seal, you really have to pull on the ears. And these get uncomfortable very quickly. Second thing you can probably see, my glasses fog up very quickly. So it's very hard to make a seal on these things. And they're hard to breathe through. So, you know, I... My own parents are at a AHS-owned LTC facility, and the staff there have become like family members to me. They've been taking care of them for years, and they take care of my parents as well or better than I can. Um, and they, they hate this. They were as mad about these BYD KN95s as they were about the match masks. It's that frustrating. And yeah, what the heck is this stuff? Now, these are kind of in a limbo zone because... They're offered as an option uh, if you want allegedly more protection than a, than the flat mask, than the than the uh, medical mask. Um, but they're not quite at the level of the respirator. So, where you're in a situation where AHS will admit airborne transmission enough to allow you to wear a respirator, uh, they say don't wear the KN95. So these are offered to visitors, and as you know, 2022 was the Omicron year. 2023 will be as well too, just different flavors. But um, so in order to be able to, there was constantly outbreaks in these facilities. Staff were infected, residents were infected. Sometimes staff were infected more than residents. You'd look, you'd see 12 residents and 16 staff or 31 residents and 38 staff are infected. And so this was for the designated support person to go visit family. Um, it was available for visitors in general and it was also um, available to staff. Now there's a problem with these. In the summer of 2021, the FDA revoked the emergency use authorization for BYD. So well, let me just see if I can do this right. So on the 6th of July, 2021, the FDA revoked the emergency use authorization for the BYD KN95. And that covers the ear loop DG3101, as well as the headband D1102. And Health Canada followed along saying, okay, uh, we and the FDA uh, have got a good working relationship. So if you want to continue to sell these products in uh, Canada as a medical product, as either a mask or a respirator, you need a Health Canada license. You need to apply for interim authorization with us. And so, as you know, as I mentioned in 2021, Health Canada was working with industry and uh, testing and manufacturing facilities in Canada to come up with interim requirements. 
Um, and so in order to sell these BYD KN95s as a medical mask, like, like a medical flat mask, or as a respirator, you know, better respiratory protection, um, you needed to make a new application to Health Canada to have this medical device licensed as a medical device. So it wasn't good enough that let's say you're BYD in Ontario and you have a medical device establishment license or a site license. You needed a medical device license in order for this to be called a medical device, whether you downgraded and called it just a medical mask or you said, no, it's actually a respirator. And so BYD uh, did not do that successfully. Uh, I don't think they tried. Um, so BYD under the Health Canada listing of approved medical devices does not have uh, this product. Um, either the ear loop or the headband design. So I'm wondering why is it at AHS owned congregate care facilities? Why is it at long-term care homes? Why is it at uh, assisted living? Um, why did it, why did it, why is it even here at all? So we have healthcare workers who during the fall of 2021 are dealing with Delta and the fourth wave. Uh, and then we have Omicron come along. And what does AHS give them? These BYD KN95s. So why didn't they get N95s? Why aren't they getting real protection? Why are they getting a KN95? And then what's worse, why are they getting a KN95 that is not licensed by Health Canada as a medical product? Either as a flat mask or as a respirator. What's the point? It, it does nothing for you. You can't fit test to it. There's, what's the point? So I'll give you an, ex an analogy. I was, uh, actually, I, won't, I, won't, I won't take too much time with the analogy. It's just, who's that helping? Are you, when you bring along these KN95s into the workplace, you can't fit test to them. You can't use them like a respirator. They're not licensed as a medical device, so you can't even use them as a flat mask. So who's that helping? Is that helping the supplier or is that helping the user? Is this, this do you for? think, do you think this is like, I mean, there's, there's a part of me that's listening to, to you talk about this and I'm kind of going back to the, the, the children's Tylenol ibuprofen. We're doing performative stuff, but there's also a part of me, like, do you think that there was an element of this that was like, we're just, we desperately, desperately need stuff. So we'll take whatever we can get. Not in 2021. In 2021, even respirator production, Canadian respirator production was in surplus. Um, you know, 3M doing that big 100 million masks, 100 million 3M95s a year is more than enough to meet all of Canada's acute care requirements. And the Canadian capital industry also had more than enough to meet acute care requirements. So no, it's not a shortage thing. I'll just, um, you know, people got to know me in Alberta People got to know me in Alberta through the BYD kids masks where I went to Health Canada in January and February of this year, reported um, the Alberta government uh, distributing tens of millions of these BYD kids masks, um, right? So if you remember, school was postponed for a, a week at the beginning of January, 2022 in order to get uh, rapid tests and children's masks to kids. And 
Alberta's government, uh, Minister Lagrange and the CMOH Hinshaw promised that uh, these were medical grade, they were internationally uh, meeting international standards and they were lab tested, they're medical grade. So these are the BYD kids masks. And they right, say right on the box, they're not medical grade. And they also say on the box, there's a four hour exposure limit. This is also what's on their website. But this box was not sent home with kids. When you got your kid home from school, this box was not in their backpack. What was in their backpack was two little plastic bags, if I remember right. Yeah, two pouches that looked like cornflake cereal pouches. And so you got no disclosure what the mask was that had been given to your kids. So instead of giving the box where parents know what's going on, instead of identifying with giving your kids these BYD, you just got this mask, uh, this pouch, and there was a QR code on it. And in January, because uh, the QR code didn't work, but I looked at some of the other text on it and I was able to search it. And uh, I was able to find out uh, that these are these BYD masks and that they're not medical grade. So I raised the alarm. I also went to BYD and I asked them, what's the point, what's the source of this four hour limit? You say, you, you know, they confirmed to me they've done testing. They said, why do you want the results? I said, well, because 700,000 Alberta kids could be exposed to tens of million of these masks for the next eight weeks. So why is it you have a four-hour limit? What's the issue? Does the microplastics inside break down in your inhalation risk? Or is there a volatile organocarbon smell and which is affecting children's health? So whether you wear it, if you swap it after four hours, do you just renew the problem? Um, and so BYD at that time told me they didn't sell these to the Alberta government. We did not sell these to the Alberta government. And I'm going, well, BYD works an exclusive distributor called Global Health Product Solutions. But they said, we didn't sell this. And I said, well, I don't care whether you're the ones that distributed it to the Alberta government or not. You're the ones that manufactured it. You admitted you have the test results. Give me the test results. They wouldn't do that. The other thing they said is, we no longer make masks we no longer stock masks. So we'll, we'll keep selling our N95. When you go to BYD Canada's website, you'll see the N95 is the only PPE they sell. But they said, we're not doing masks anymore. We're not doing KN95s anymore. So until this weekend, it was a mystery to me. Who sold these BYD uh, masks? And who sold these BYD KN95s to the Alberta government? So in January 22, 2022, who sold these to uh, Alberta Education to give to our kids? And in December 2021, who sold these to um, Alberta Health to give to healthcare workers? <laughs> well, same people. So MH Care Medical in January of this year uh, put out some tweets where they're selling these BYD products now and they are trying to get people to buy it. In fact, if you look on their website, you still see them selling BYD KN95s. So I don't know for sure whether it was MH Care Medical that was the distributor between BYD Canada liquidating its inventory to get out of the market and the Alberta government, the AHS division, or the Alberta Education Ministry. But they're the only um, supplier that is admitted they're repping the products um, uh, during that December, January timeframe. 
So, you know, it's, a, it's another open question to the Alberta government. Where did you buy these BYDs from? Where did you buy the children's masks? And where did you buy the KM95s? Who, um, who, who supplied them? Um, if, you get, if you get any answers to those questions, uh, would definitely love to, to have a follow-up on that because the, what you've raised is definitely eyebrow raising. It's eyebrow raising. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I have, on one hand, I have a responsibility as an engineer, right? So I have to be careful with my factual, but I also have to protect public safety. And so, like I said, I have no proof that MH Medical was the intermediary between BYD Canada that was dumping its stock or BYD the manufacturer um, and the Alberta government, but the timing, December, January matches. Also the questionable product decisions and the misleading communications are similar. Um, I wanted to talk about, just quickly, I wanted to talk about breathing resistance. So the ASTM flat mask by the standard has a maximum breathing resistance of 50 pascals. So, um, you know, um, for the most part, you're not feeling that full resistance because when you put a flat mask on, a lot of the times the air is leaking around the top, the bottom and sides. So you're really breathing around it. But for the material itself, it's 50 pascals maximum. The 3M82, that cup style, is 100 pascals, which is pretty good. For a cup style mask, you know, 3M is kind of bound by that form factor because decades of workers have been fit tested to it, 100 pascals. And it's 70 cents according to that um, 2000, 20 uh, price structure that AHS had. The 3MV Flex is 40 pascals. It's easier to breathe through than a procedural mask. And it's 40 cents. And then we have the BYD KN95. It's over 200 pascals. So it is more than twice the breathing resistance of the 3M cup style respirators. And it's more than five times the breathing resistance of the V-Flex. Also more than five times the breathing resistance of the flat mask. So we have AHS binding for two years, buying ASTM flat masks from Orpix for $1.50 each. Um, and for 40 cents, 40 cents each, they can get this and who knows what they're paying for, but it's over 200 pascals is the breathing resistance of KN95. And so, I just want to ask real quick, are you still, I mean, you said that you saw those masks at the 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 long-term care facility that your parents are, are at. Are you still seeing those masks there? Have they been removed from circulation or? So the Orpix masks are um, still the, the default mask at uh, CareWest. Um, it's a dark blue box now. It's the level three, not the level ones. Hopefully, Orpix isn't soaking soaking us taxpayers more than a dollar fifty now that it's a level three as opposed to a level one. These BYD KN95s are still there um, at CareWest, and those are the ones that don't have the the certification as a medical device. That's right. That's right. Now you know I kind of stepped in it because I felt so. At the uh, end of November, my parents came down positive with COVID-19. And so previously, I sort of was aware of what was happening with the PPE at CareWest. But, um, and by the way, no criticism of the management at CareWest. Um, but 
when my own parents were sick and I had to wear the material from the same isolation cart myself, and I had to really follow the procedure for doffing and donning and look at the procedures, then I saw, and then it was my business to know what's going on. And so I saw these Earloop KN95s, and these are so bad that the staff are ripping the lower parts of the ear loops off and then manually tying them at the back of their head because they have so much resistance um, to breathe through. This is the one that the staff tell me is like breathing through a maxi pad. Right? They're close enough to me that they can be this candid. So um, it, it's, it's, you know, and I've, I've worn it. It's horrible. Um, you know, I, I wear an elastomeric respirator. I won't say the manufacturer. Guys, if you follow me on Twitter, you know I love these things. So I wear an elastomeric respirator, so I have no leaks whatsoever, even if I have stubble, because this is soft like a diving mask. I put it on, and I'm good. So in December 2021, when AHS brought out these BYD KN95s, they said that you just have to pass a seal check. So you can, you visitors, you can bring your own masks and respirators now, but if you bring a KN95, it has to pass a seal check. Well, I can pass the seal check in this thing, no brainer. For me to pass the seal check in this KN95, I have to adjust and adjust and adjust. It's still fogging up my glasses. So the screener is telling me, Zed, you need to wear our KN95. And I'm like, how about you pass a seal check in it first before you ask me to pass a seal check in it? You've been wearing it for hours. Let's see you pass it before you ask me to do it. So actually, that thankfully, that opened up flexibility for me and others who wear elastomeric respirators to be able to, or higher quality N95s, to wear our own stuff to AHS facilities. Well, that's good. Before they, lowered the, before they lowered the bar for everybody to get the BYDK N95s in, you couldn't bring your own stuff. You had to wear the stupid flat mask. And then once they lowered the bar for their BYDK N95s, then us visitors who wear N95s and others could, could, could wear our own stuff because we could pass a seal check like that and they couldn't. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it's frustrating. You're like, um, like I said, uh, oh, sorry. So the government of Canada in 2020 bought these KN95s, but with a headband, not an ear loop. And so they don't rip your ears off when you put them on because they've got the headband that goes behind your head. So when this thing, when I saw what the healthcare workers at Care West have to wear with the ear loop, I said, let me bring you some headband ones. So I brought in a couple of cases of headband ones because of a friend that runs a nonprofit. So Health Canada bought them, gave them to Red Cross, said Red Cross, ship these KN95s with the headbands to nonprofits that ask and are going to put it to a good use. So I took a couple of cases over to Care West and you know their management are looking at it. You know, it's not on one hand, it's not supplied by AHS, but on the other hand, it's a superior product. And so you know, my compliments to the Care West management who are working with me, but, you know, their hands are tied because, like I said, Care West is the um, lesser cousin of acute care and whatever AHS pretty well says, Care West follows. They have to work really hard to push back on AHS's PPE, right? It's already hard enough to push back on the airborne stuff, and, but the, the pushback on procurement things, uh, you know, I'm able to say, I'm not speaking for the Care West management, uh, but I'm able to say things that Care West staff and management cannot because I'm just this rowdy engineer on the side. That <laughs> There we go. Ziad, um, thank you so much for sharing all this, particularly highlighting the fact that, you know, there's people who are working in long-term care facilities who are 
certainly, I mean, if the, if, if it's not licensed as a medical product and it's still being used, there's obviously some pretty big questions there. So if you, if you hear anything, please let us know. Cause we would love to have you back on to talk about this more. Thanks very much. Oh, should I just say really quick, AHS in February of 2022 put out a video saying that uh, the, the uh, workplace health and safety lead at AHS put out a video on their weekly AHS PPE question of the week. Uh, so you know, that's in my Twitter thread, I'll add more to it, um, saying that, yeah, we have these KN95s now and uh, you, know, you can wear them. So they put the product into the workplace in December and they don't make the video until February. Um, but uh, uh, in his video, he says, so we're doing this in it, we're doing this at uh, Covenant Care, which is in Edmonton. He didn't mention the LTC division in Calgary, Care West. And so Care West Calgary really gets neglected when it comes to attention from AHS uh, on, on PBE for sure. And I'd like to see um, more attention to the quality and the safety and the compliance of PBE uh, to all long-term care owned by AHS, but especially the Calgary Care West division. There we go. If you want to check out that thread, it's, uh, I want to make sure I get your, your Twitter, ha- Twitter handle right. I feel like I'm going to because I have it in front of me, but it's at Z-I-A-D-F-A-Z-E-L. That's right. As always, if you appreciate the kind of content that we're trying to produce here at The Breakdown, we would love it if you swung by our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash thebreakdownab and signed up for a small monthly sponsorship of the work that we're trying to do here. It is because of the support that we receive from our Patreon sponsors that we're able to continually up our game, and it is tremendously appreciated. So I want to throw a big thank you out to them. And you can go ahead and visit that website and join and support us as well because we need all the help we can get. Thank you so much for your attention. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of these important conversations. And we will see you next time on The Breakdown.